You're listening to the One Young World Diaries, a Deloitte Indonesia podcast that brings you conversations on social impact issues and everything on One Young World, the biggest young leaders platform, with me, Gia, as your host throughout the series. Enjoy! What's up, impact creators? Thank you so much for coming back into the One Young World series. Uh, today, we have a really awesome um, delegate speaker from One Young World. His name is Wubetu Shimelash, and he's from Ethiopia. He is a co-founder and CEO of Simeon Okotrek. So, uh, welcome, Wubetu. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited for this series, especially for this episode to have you on because of just the awesome story that you had the chance to tell at the stage of the One Young World. Was this your first time as well to attend the One Young World? Actually not. I was uh, Netherlands One Young World Summit in 2018 as well. So ah. um, I attended as a participant and 2019 at the London Summit, I was um, one of the speakers. Um, how did that, besides the fact that you became a delegate speaker, was the experience still as exhilarating as it was for you the first time or it was just even more? It was even more because the first time I was able to see it as audience only. But right. then in London, I was able to see it both as an audience listening other amazing speakers, but also <laughs> to share my stories and the impact that we're doing in our community through so many coaching. Oh my God, I'm already like replaying your speech. And I even remember that you did this handshake and everyone had to emulate <laughs> and copy that handshake, right? Yes, yes. I think it really brought up the energy in the room, you know, like we made everybody to get up and then uh, do Ethiopian handshake, which is uh, holding hands and then you hit um, each other's shoulders. I can also say Arabnatish. <laughs> Am I saying it right? That was good. That was good. <laughs> and you were wearing this beautiful, traditional Ethiopian dress wear. Could you tell yes. us a little bit more about that symbolic tradition wear that you were using? Yeah, I mean, the simple and uh, the traditional outfit is really well known. Normally, uh, wear by kings in, in Ethiopia in the back of ah, cool. the day. <laughs> and uh, I, ha I have a friend who actually designed the outfit for me. So it was a personalized design and the outfit has my tattoo in it. So, oh, like, that's when you so look, cool. Yeah. So and the tattoo is basically a really meaningful tattoo that I got it two years ago that displays uh, sort of an anchor. And, you know, an anchor is used to balance a boat or a ship, right? Uh -huh. It's a balance of work, fun, and family and friends. That is a really beautiful philosophy, and I think that's really important, especially for you as, as a CEO and a co-founder, and currently you're still studying in university and you're achieving all of this, so I, I can just imagine how balance is important for you in your life. I think it's important to be able to take a time to reflect and as well as to really um, put some time for families and friends, which are very important for me. Oh, this positive energy is even like you know transcending our distance, and I can just hear you smiling. So um, that's great as well. I hope the listeners um, are going to be able to feel this energy. Uh, how how has One Young World particularly changed you, and what kind of difference it has made in your life? One, it's happening in different countries every year mm -hmm. that allows you to experience the local um, culture. 
yeah. by just going from you know one place to another place every year. Second, yeah. the people that are coming to the uh, summit, the One Young Girl Summit by itself, are new people with a lot of energies, a lot of new yeah. ideas, young people. So every time you're able to connect with the different audiences, you are learning something. So for me, One Young Girl is something that felt close and dear to my heart, right. not because it's inspirational. We are tackling world pressing issues around the world, and it's engaging. It's also very, very fun. So right. that's what keeps me going back to One Young World Summit. And also, just your story. I remember you had a lot of struggle、um, in your、uh, younger life, and you went through a lot, and you persevered. And I think you you mentioned how long you traveled. Just to go to the next town, am am I correct? Could you maybe just、yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, growing up like in the countryside of Ethiopia, I was ten years old. I started school, and I had to walk five hours barefoot back and forth to school every day. Five hours. Five hours, and that's where I started my entrepreneurship. I started、um, making shoes from old car tires to make my hiking easier, right? But I think the whole point there is it makes it made me like to be a stronger person, a stronger version of myself. Now, to just remembering those stories,、uh, and I know there was no a lot of space for education in my community, but I was hungry of education. I'm willing to. I was willing to sacrifice five hours walking barefoot, sacrifice my sleep, is because of the time that I'm spending a lot on the hiking to school. Then I there was the need for me to stay up at night to study. So I would plant my feet in a cold water and study with a candlelight because we didn't have electricity to、oh uh, study at night. So I could catch up. So I was able to educate myself that way,、uh, and created a lot of opportunities for me later on, so that. The next little boy and little girls don't、mm-hmm. have to walk five hours as much as I did,、mm-hmm. and that's the whole point of starting、um, Semini Kotrick because we want to give back to the, the community that I grew up in. Absolutely, that is just you know that's that's a really important message, and what you highlighted just there is basically regardless of the resources that you have in your hands. Whoever is listening to this as well, it's all about your mindset and your effort,、um, and I think that's such an inspiring story. You were one of the very lucky individuals, young people. I mean, you are、um, in university doing your thing, and also having this Simian Eco Track that you've co-founded. Like, maybe you can. Tell us a little bit how that was for you when you were speaking、um, in front of the two thousand people, and also what message did you bring? Yeah, I mean, my message was basically,、um, well, at Semini Kotrick. Semini Kotrick is a company that provides convenient, efficient, and unique tour service for tourists that are traveling、um, to Ethiopia, while we are empowering local communities in the country. So the whole idea is, we want to use business to empower our community and to make changes where we see changes needed in Ethiopia, specifically as of right now. Right. So, so the whole point of my speech is basically I shared a little bit of my background story growing up in Ethiopia, 
and then talking about how businesses can make money while also making a difference in their communities. Mm-hmm. So that whole right. that was the whole point that I want people to take away from my William Gould London Summit speech. Can you maybe tell a little bit to the listeners on how does a typical program um, at Simeon Ecotrek actually look like? Like, for example, um, if they would want to uh, visit Ethiopia through your company, um, what what should they do and what would it look like? The Semi Trick is all about personalized itineraries for our tourists. We want to make the trip um, convenient, efficient, and unique. Mm-hmm. And that is basically the way we put it is we take you from your home and bring you back home safely. And we take care of everything for you. Wow. That is, wow. we, we take care of everything from, from flights um, to reserving hotels to hiring crew members, whether that is crew members including personal chef, personal tour guide, scouts, mule man, driver, all of this is under, we take care of everything for you. So you focus only and only on the purpose of your trip. And we organize and personalize your itinerary based on your interest. So that's what we do, basically. I mean, all we have to do is just sign up um, and then we take care of everything for you. You don't have to like do anything else, basically. That's really cool and very simple. And I can imagine that in providing these customized services that you're engaging all of these communities to support um, this, this tourist experience while at the same time alleviating their economic conditions and providing them with a job opportunity basically after you returned from one young world how did uh-huh. you basically managing your organization at Simeon Ecotrek after the Netherlands um one young world summit i went back to ethiopia and i uh, developed two projects through Simeon Ecotrek one of the basically similar to One Young World, where we give a voice to young young people. So the whole idea basically was like to inspire others through the story of individuals. The other project that I did right after it as well was starting a menstruation cycle pad projects. Ah. Yeah. So with this menstruation cycle pad project, we had three goals. The first one was to create awareness about and reduce the stigmatization of menstruation cycle. And in fact, to create the awareness, I wear the pads myself and walk around the village. People were making really? fun of it. Yes, I wear the pads on top of my pants, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove and your it's, point that it's basically, exactly. you know, it's it's something to be normalized. Exactly. We know people in that community where very religious and uh, into faith and uh, talking about menstruation cycle uh, churches and religious aspect is really really forbidden so mm, what taboo. i did I went, mm-hmm. yeah i went and talked to the uh, church leader and literally have a conversation say okay we're going to talk about this and i had to have a two hours conversation to be able to convince them and eventually i was able to convince them and he said okay we'll get to then now you prove your point and I'm going to let you speak at the church. And I said, no, I'm not going to be the one who's going to speak. You're going to be the one who's going to introduce it. And I said, like, if you, if he said, if the religion, the community leader said it is okay to talk about it, then everything is changing right there. 
So it's not only about for our listeners and younger leaders across the world. Mm-hmm. It's not only about what you're doing. It's also how do you approach the things that you're doing so that you have a maximum effort, a maximum right. outcome. Right. Second was to provide reusable menstruation cycle pads. Was really. Going back to deep down to the countryside where there is no shop shops and there is no other accessibility for pads, so these menstruation cycle pads, it can last for a year and a half because you you can wash them. Wow. So they they are washable and reusable, so it makes it both economically mm-hmm. and environmentally sustainable. Right. And the third one was to create job opportunities. And yeah. in terms of creating job opportunities for women, <laughs> it is an issue that women are facing. How about we change the issue into a solution while also providing job opportunities for the people that are being affected by it, which in mm-hmm. this case is a woman by itself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love that story on how you converted the energy that you took from One Young World, and you basically came back to your home country, and you really dived and looked into the issues that were, you know, um, that was in your area, and you were really trying to figure out like how to empower your communities and set in the big picture, have a bigger vision, how to approach it. Um, I think those are really good planning tips um, for them who want to turn their energy into actionable points, like like what you did right after the summit. Exactly, exactly, and that is like the first summit. And after the London summit, we did another project where we deliver amazing um, solar solar lights for eight thousand four hundred people. And 8, I did like this eight thousand four hundred people uh, with in the rural community where they have never seen a light source before. Um, no electricity, no solar lights. They use candle wood. Um, uh, for less resource. So now younger girls and younger boy, boys are studying at night using these lights. Using these lights, like w- women in the community are helping other women to give birth. Wow. So through using this solar light, people are able to save money otherwise that they would have spent on a candle. I think, you know, your insight that you just gave is so significant there is a need that you identified and then you also looked at this need from various angles to see the benefit and yet you also customized it to the specific kind of um, nature of the communities and that's an amazing achievement Mm -hmm. I just have one question like how do you manage all of this (laughs) like while studying like seriously how do you do that and you're you're right now remote in the u.s you're not um in ethiopia for the majority of the year because you're studying and you're pursuing your education which is amazing and how how do you how do you manage all of this Uh, to be honest it's not that easy it's tough but when you have a vision and um a dream that and a hope that you're fighting for 
it's not going to be a problem. You get up early in the morning and you're like, oh boy, I'm ready to uh, rock the day. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's having that vision of like where having that bigger picture and seeing that and, and attacking the small issues every day. There are times that we're tired, but like you're always going to get up uh, yeah. if you have that picture that we, that keeps you calling you. That's so important. I mean, like, of course, it's uh, there's going to be moments when, when you're exhausted, but, you know, just take a little break. Like you said, balance your life with your anchor tattoo reminder that you have to continue balancing your <laughs> life, right? But then, um, exactly. yeah, as long as you have the vision, you will always come back um, to what's important and uh, be able to pick up your energy again and move forward with it. Exactly. And have fun with the project that you're doing. Like, I can hear you're having fun. I'm talking about a serious issue right here. But I'm going to have fun with it as, at the same time. So, like, the, the project doesn't always have to be, like, stressful. Have a great time with it, you know? So you don't get exhausted. That's such a cool way to think about it. Like, you know, whatever you're advocating, don't be too serious about it, right? Like, put some humor in it. Um, have fun with it. And that's that's what life is about is when you when you truly enjoy life. I think that's a great message as well. Uh, if you can um, speak to the youth of today, your young peers, um, or even the younger generation, uh, people who are, like you said, this young boy in your village or in the rural areas of Ethiopia and beyond, what would you tell them? For the young people today, I would say that never, never pass up an opportunity to make changes where change is needed. Never pass up an opportunity to make a difference in your community, country, and in the world. If you see something unusual that you can solve in a home, if there is domestic violence in your home, start from there. Fight, in, like, fight for the person that is vulnerable, the most vulnerable one. Stand up for issues that matters to you, and you are never young to start something that matters. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that is my message for the young generation today is Never pass up an opportunity to make a difference, to empower others, and to uh, help grow yourself as well through the process of doing such a project. 100%. What <laughs> is um, also really cool from all these other ambassadors that I, I have spoken to, including yourself, is, you know, One Young World is not just, you know, Oh yeah, I can get to go to these amazing countries and visit and, and see all these things and attend the summit. And then that's it. There's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders after attending that summit. And you're right, we should be speaking to our peers, our friends, um, and our younger generation that, you know, there's responsibility coming from opportunities and we have to use it wisely. Okay, so thank you so much, Wibetu, for coming into this series as our guest. Of course, thank you so much for having me out here as well. It was such a brilliant session. It was so fun and, um, you know, like I loved hearing the messages. And again, I keep on repeating on every series. Um, please listen uh, to this podcast once or twice or three times as you need it because the messages are really important and, uh, you know, hopefully that can propel you and your causes and the change that you want to make in your own community and in your own lives. So um, thank you so much and I can't wait um, to talk to you guys again next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on One Young World Diaries. Make sure to follow Deloitte Indonesia's podcast so you'll never miss out on hearing from today's youth changemakers and One Young World ambassadors. See you on the next episode.